Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and in today's episode, we're talking with Brad Costanzo. Brad is an entrepreneur, he's an investor, a strategic advisor to businesses who are looking to expand using proven and unique marketing campaigns. He's built and sold multiple businesses and has recently been acquiring e-commerce businesses and helping them turn around. And he's also the host of the hit podcast, and I'm totally jealous of the podcast name. This is like the best (laughs) podcast name ever. Bacon Wrap Business, where he discusses the best of what's working now and and uh, talks with some of the industry's most brilliant thought leaders. And so really excited to have you here, Brad. Welcome to The Unstoppable CEO. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's fun. I'm glad, I'm glad you like the uh, the podcast name. It's funny when I when I came up with that, I was like, this is either going to be a hit or this is just going to go over like a, <laughs> no, that, you know, a flop. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, anything with bacon's better, right? Exactly. So... Um, you know, people have heard a little bit about your background, but I'd love for yeah. you to give them a little bit of context so that they really kind of understand how you got to this point in your career. Cool. So my career has been one of, uh, you know, a few different routes, like probably most entrepreneurs, but um, most of my life I was I was in sales in one form or another. I was in financial services sales for a long time as a, like a financial advisor and then as a consultant to the financial advisory industry. And then I started a business where I was selling um, a service called cost segregation analysis to commercial real estate owners. And I knew nothing about um, this, this service or this strategy of what it was, but I knew I could sell it. So I found an opportunity and I went out and uh, found a company that could fulfill. And I, I in essence, created an independent uh, sales person role for myself. And I just went out and sold uh, kind of a high tech service to commercial real estate owners. And you can see kind of the background has always been sales of some form or another. Uh, the thing about sales is I was really good at closing business when you sat me down in front of the, of the prospect, but I was terrible at marketing and lead generation because I knew nothing about it. And it was in, um, it was in 2007 when I had gotten laid off a job that I had in the financial services business. And I had just at the same time read Tim Ferriss's four hour work week. And I just remember the same month happened. I was like, all right, well, maybe he's on to something. And more than anything, this if I figure this out, it means I don't have to go give my resume to somebody, which I was not looking forward to at all. So I started a small uh, information product just to kind of figure it out and just kind of cut my teeth and figure out what was what was this all about. And I used that kind of as a marketing laboratory to start new ones and to create like a real publishing business, teaching, um, you know, everything in multiple different niches and markets. And sometimes I would be the teacher. Sometimes I would just publish other people. And after about five years, I sold that business to a group of investors out of New Zealand who wanted to buy something that was existing and buy the assets and run with it. And then at that time, it was, okay, well, do I start another business? What do I do? And I realized how, how difficult starting a new business can be. And um, because, you know, the truth is, it's create an ebook or a membership course and launch it out there and like all your dreams are, have come true. Is <laughs> That's exactly the way it works. A little misleading. Yeah, it's the way it works on sales pages only. Yes. <laughs> However, I realized that uh, I wasn't quite, I didn't quite have another idea or something I wanted to run with. So I had made a lot of friends and colleagues in the world of 
you know, online digital marketing. And I started to reach out and just use my skill sets to see if I can help them grow their business. So, um, you know, one consulting client led to another, led to another. And I've built, you know, of course, the past, I guess, five years, five to six years now that I've been consulting, I've built a nice, lucrative, but boutique consulting company where I work with just a small group of, um, of clients that I go really deep with. And at the same time, sometimes these, these clients turn into partners or acquisition targets. So I've had a couple where I started to consult them and I just said, let me buy your business. <laughs> you want out, I think I can do it better. And I've started to kind of pursue the uh, acquisition model mm-hmm. a little bit more so um, along the way. But uh, so in the meantime, I've got, I've got clients, I've got partners, and I've got assets that I own. So it's a little bit, uh, I guess, diversified I call myself an opportunor more than an entrepreneur. (laughs) There's an opportunity. Let me see if I can seize it. Well, so through all of that, I mean, you've been doing this for a while. Um, You know that it isn't a straight path to success, not for anybody, at least that I've, I've ever met. What are some of the things that have kept you going when, when the, you know, times are a little bit tough pressures on and something didn't quite work out the way you wanted. How, How do you push through? What do you draw on? It probably goes back to the thing that got me into it. Fear of ever putting together a resume. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that's, one. That's a good one. Quite, quite literally, I'm, mo- I'm more motivated by fear than I am from, uh, of, you know, fear of loss than I am from the, uh, you know, of potential for gain. I don't have these enormous aspirations to, um, you know, be a billionaire necessarily, but I sure as heck don't want to have to go backwards. So that that motivates me for one. I try to do things that I that I enjoy. And I look at, I look at, I mean, you know, we've all made, made mistakes, right? And we think of failures or mistakes and I've started businesses and bought businesses and gotten clients that have just looking back were huge mistakes that I've made. And some of them have cost me a lot of money, but interesting thing about mistakes. And I was thinking about this just the other day and that's why I bring it up now, but, um, it's not necessarily the root of the word, but when you think about it, it's a mistake. And like in acting or in Hollywood, if an actor flubs a line or screws something up or just totally screws up the scene, it's I guess you would call it a mistake. But that doesn't ruin the movie. That doesn't ruin the actor's life. It's let's do a retake. Let's do it again until we get it just right. And it just so happens that sometimes the funniest or the most enjoyable part is the bloopers. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I try to. I kind of try to view it like that. Like, okay, that was a mistake. It wasn't a failure. It was feedback. And it was, uh, these are the ways that I get over that, that the, the losses and the fear and the anxiety of, you know, what am I going to do next? And I just kind of remind myself that ultimately it's a game. We're just all really playing a big game. Well, you know, it's interesting that, that you frame it that way. Um, I think that's powerful for two reasons. It's, It's great once the mistake has happened. Because now you've got a way to look at it. But I think it's actually even more powerful before you take action. I mean, some people can get so frozen by the thought that something may not work the way that they are hoping that it's going to work, uh, that that they just get stuck there until they can, you know, dot every I and cross every T and make sure it's going to happen, which I think is impossible anyway. But having that attitude of, well, if it doesn't work, it's just a mistake and I'll do a retake. Exactly. It makes it so much easier to take action. Right, exactly. And then the other the other key is to just it, at least in order to get over that frozen in fear, is just don't you know, I, I don't try to go for 
you know, jump in and have it all figured out. I just try to get one thing in the beginning, which is momentum. Get a little bit of momentum, get it moving, because once I've got momentum, it's a lot easier to do the things you don't want to do because you've got momentum, right? The car is moving. You gotta, you gotta steer this thing. You have to do some stuff. Otherwise, it's really easy to think about some big, great ideas and then just get frozen. Like, oh crap, I don't know uh, what has to happen. And I've got some planning strategies and things that have really worked for me over the course of the years that helped me kind of get over that as well. Yeah, I think that that idea of motion is so important in being in motion. I remember hearing a speech by uh, General Norman Schwarzkopf years and years ago, right after the Gulf War. Um, and he said, you know, I'd much rather have, he said the hardest part of that war was was going from a, a, a stop. You know, they were stopped there and had to get moving. He said, I'd much rather have an army that's going in the wrong direction, but moving because yeah. I can turn them around. You know, they've got momentum. Than, than just being stopped like that. I think that's really key. Well, and that, that even makes me think of something that a lot of people do. I know I do this when I'm driving. I would much rather, if I'm on a highway and it's bumper to bumper traffic, but it's moving, right? And I know that I could take, if I can jump off on an exit, I can take this roundabout way through the side streets and it might take me twice as long to get there, but I'm moving. Exactly. It's infinitely better. And I'll do that every single time rather than sit there and just sit in the car and go crazy. And I think there's probably some parallel when it comes yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. That. Sadly, Get in motion. We, we just did that in Atlanta coming back from vacation. It's another story. Nice. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think this, this idea is actually really, really important. Um, and we had another guest on um, a couple of months ago, Steve Sims. And his, his whole point of how they, he accomplishes these crazy big things you know, gets people married in the Vatican and all this stuff. And he said, like, if I think about that, I'm, I'm stuck. But if all I can, if all I do is think about what's the first phone call I need to make yeah. and I go do that because I can make a phone call. Now I'm moving. And I think by, by breaking it down, you know, like you suggest, kind of get it, get it down to where I can take an action and then get moving. Uh, I think that's just such great advice. Thank you. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with more from Brad and I can't wait to hear what you're working on now. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. All right. Welcome back. We're here with Brad Costanzo and uh, Brad, I'd love to hear what is going on in your world right now, what projects you've got going and what you're excited about. Cool. Yeah. There's the, the problem is it's almost too much. And okay. the, uh, I'm starting to feel like, Oh man, I've dipped my hands into <laughs> so many things that it's overwhelming, but it's all good stuff. So I have got uh, multiple clients that I help to kind of get them unstuck, add rev, help them find ways to add revenue to their business. And sometimes it's not even revenue. Sometimes it's find ways to add profit where, you know, cutting out certain expenses and certain doing things a little bit better just dramatically increases their profit. So I've gotten 
a handful of new clients I'm really excited about working with there. I recently acquired a an e-commerce business that I'm in the process of flipping, kind of doing a rehab and flip. There was some really good low-hanging fruit there that I was able to acquire it. Um, and in recently I've started to put the piece, this just happened a couple months ago, put the pieces in place so that I'm not in there doing all of the work myself day to day. But um, it's in a market that I really don't know that much about. So it's kind of been a fun challenge <laughs> to kind of figure it out. The um, And I've been working with a couple of, one guy's like a mentor. He was a, he's a, he's a, uh, very successful serial entrepreneur, billionaire family that is um, got an amazing brand and some really cool projects. And I've been working with him for the past year and helping him grow not only his personal brand, but uh, advising on the marketing of some of their company's projects and products as well. Uh, and then I just recently started working with a uh, former undefeated, like four-time UFC champion to help build out his, not only his personal messaging and platform in a in a much bigger way but also to partner in a way that helps um with some new initiatives that he's working that don't have anything to do with his personal brand so in a couple ways like this other this other guy is a, kind of a i guess a semi-celebrity as well so it's and, I, and through these clients i've started to get some kind of cool access to some celebrity entrepreneurs and and just other celebrities. And it's been an interesting way to kind of figure out how to take the original influencers, right? <laughs> Actual celebrities right. and uh, just different avenues to create business adventure, you know, adventures with them. Um, as always, I'm always looking for uh, companies that I can either invest in, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's fully at acquire them or, uh, you know, buy them out or do something else like that as, as opposed to, I don't take a lot of clients on. I, I try to look more for some kind of strategic partners, but that's what I've kind of got my eyes out open for this year. So you, you've kind of moved from consulting and now looking through the consulting at all these opportunities to, to grow other businesses. Mm -hmm. Where's the commonality? I mean, is there an overlap there that makes for you makes it, like where you're looking at these different opportunities and 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 you go, yeah, the, these all kind of build on a, either a skill set or in an area where you feel like you've got a lot yeah. of confidence and, and a lot of expertise. Yeah, typically the areas that I look for the most are companies that have underutilized assets channels. Uh, for instance, one of the companies that I'm working with right now uh, on a on a strategic partnership deal, so I didn't fully acquire the the business they started off I, I was about to acquire it and I did a different strategic partnership so instead of consulting I did a um, I guess a joint venture not not a joint venture like hey I'll promote you you promote me but this is a true joint venture partnership where it's an e-commerce business that's been around for about five to seven years and they've got a couple hundred thousand customers that have it, they've never received an email ever he's not done any email marketing he's not done any conversion optimization and Nothing like that. So I saw the opportunity to come in, manage the entire email database and customer list, as well as come in and create some new channel opportunities for a uh, a big percentage of the uh, of the revenue. And so I've got a degree of ownership there. Without equity, I've got ownership in the um, kind of in the results and the ability to to, to leverage these assets. 
So that's one of the that's one example of some of the uh, what do you call it the uh, characteristics that I look for is if if a company is not exploiting all of the uh, opportunities that are available or the, if they're under exploiting the ones that they're currently working on. Uh, I look to see if a and if it's something that I want to continue to work with and I think I can add value on a going forward basis as well as have some degree of an exit strategy that makes sense, then I'll look to either partner, acquire, et cetera. Um, for other clients that I help out with as far as client work goes, a lot of it has to do with the strategy of building a really optimized sales process. Hopefully that long diatribe makes yeah, sense. Yeah, well, and I think it's a really unique approach to a consulting business. I mean, really, you've used the consulting business as the platform to to either get involved in other businesses or or to create some non-traditional compensation for the the right. you know, the consulting type work that you would do. Well, and let me I mean, that brings something else up. I think to assuming that you might have any consulting listeners and viewers of your podcast. It is one of the biggest mistakes that I see service providers, any kind of a business service, if you're a marketing agency, if you're a consultant, if you run Facebook ads for companies or Google ads or whatever, if you're not asking questions such of, of your clients such as, so w- what are your plans for this business? Have you ever thought about an exit? Have you ever thought about selling? Would you sell? What would you sell your company for? What do you really want out of this? And you know, and ask the bigger questions that are beyond the scope of the services you provide, then you're missing out on a potential fortune because uh, you don't know unless you ask. And if you ask the right questions, you also might uncover the real things that the client wants. Because the client may, let's just say you run a little marketing agency and you're doing, um, you know, I, I do lead, let's say you do lead gen through Facebook ads for customers and you set up their process. Um, and if you think they're just hiring you for that, but behind the scenes, they're really just trying to shore up their revenue so they can get out of the business or that they can do something else. If you don't know that, you're going to stick in your little world, you know, your little myopic service. But if you know that this client wants to potentially sell, now you have a whole bunch of resources or opportunities at your fingertips, whether you want to buy them or whether you want to call somebody, maybe that you saw on a podcast talking about this. (laughs) Hey, Brad, I've got a client. I don't know anything about this, but... Um, they said they'd be interested in selling. Would you be the least bit interested in speaking with them? So I don't know. It's it's one of the things that I do naturally, mm-hmm. and uh, I ask a lot of questions. And maybe that's one of the reasons I've you know had a successful podcast is I like to ask questions. But those are the things that open up the biggest opportunities for me. Um, for instance, my billionaire client, I I had hooked him up with a speaking event about a year ago, and uh, after his speech, he was sitting in the audience. And I, I saw him taking notes on a presenter who was talking about web selling with webinars. So this was totally brand new to, to him. This was like not his world, but he was taking notes. He was really interested. So afterwards, I said, hey, listen, it looked like you were really interested in uh, selling via webinars. What gives? And he says, ah, I've got, I've got a, a few projects and things that uh, that just seemed really interesting to me. Why? Do you know something about that? I like, yes, I know quite a lot about that. And then it ended up uh, for the past year, we've been working together you know, very in depth. So you never know where you're going to get with the right questions. Yeah. And I, I think that, that using that in the right way, we, in my first business, we used to call it getting our hooks in. Like Mm -hmm. we did stuff with clients that was so outside of what they hired us for, but 
by continuing to ask questions like that, you you learn more and more and more about what they really, really want because they often won't tell you right up front. They're coming to get, you know, it, it's like hiring a plumber, you know, they, they, they need something fixed. They need the toilet fixed. Then you learn they're, you know, building the whole house, rebuilding the whole house. So, Bingo. you know, to the extent that you can get in there and do that, I think that's, that's a, a brilliant strategy. And, um, and we do have a lot of service providers that listen, a lot of consultants that listen to this. Um, and we, and I've interviewed a lot and you're the first that I've interviewed that is, is I think taking that to the next level. Um, you know, I've, I, I know a lot of consultants who will do that to get the next engagement. Mm -hmm. But I don't know very many who will do it to go buy the company. Right. Well, and the best part is you don't have you never have to buy the company, but you, you should know if that's an option because it doesn't have to be an option for you. It could be an option for one of your other clients. Right. You may be talking to a company, let's say, who sells. Um, uh, I, 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 I can't even think of an, of an example here, but maybe you've got one company who's sells supplements and then you've got another client over here who has got um, personal training and they do all this other stuff, but they don't have each other. Well, number one, you can always, I mean, there's always abilities to create joint ventures in between the two of them. But if you know that the supplement company says, yeah, you know, we've, we've got X, Y, and Z, but you know, we would be willing to sell for the, you know, for the right price and for the right whatever. And uh, why, why do you ask? I'll say, well, I may know some people that's, that's, you can stop right there. I may know some people. I'll get back to you. Go over to your client who's the who is in kind of a complementary complementary vertical and see if they'd be interested in buying a supplement company that does X, Y, and Z revenues. Well, in your discovery process with the client as an advisor, you should already kind of know where they're at, and it puts you in a really powerful position to where even if you don't want to purchase the business, you can broker the deal. You can you know just flip it off for a a, a generous referral fee. But all of these questions can be done in the discovery process, and then throughout it. It's 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 kind of funny that I'm the only one who's kind of mentioned that because to me it's the most elementary like this top of my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for opportunities to ask people those deeper questions. Sure, but um, but I also understand people get into their business, they get myopic, they get really focused. But I mean, the opportunity of a lifetime can sometimes just be one question away. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, it's been a fantastic uh, conversation. I've enjoyed the the time we've invested together and. Um, Brad, thanks so much for, for being here. If people want to find out more about what you're doing, um, where can they best go out and find you? Well, so I've got a podcast, as you mentioned before, Bacon Wrapped Business, Sizzling Hot Business Advice, Guaranteed <laughs> to Make You Fat Profits. That's awesome. <laughs> got to throw the subway headline in there, right? I, yeah. I'm actually more proud of that than I am the uh, headline. <laughs> but, um, but they can do that. And then if any of these insights triggered any questions or comments or ideas for anybody, they can always just email me at askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. And on the website, you can find information about other businesses and more about me and my contact information. But that's askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com is the easiest. Very cool. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Great to spend a little time with you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.